welcome to the Hope City Church podcast. We're so excited for you to listen along and hear this week's message. We pray it inspires and motivates and draws you closer to Jesus. Let's take a listen. Hey everybody, how are you doing? I hope that you're having an awesome day so far. You know, we're just so excited about what God's doing this season and we're believing that we're gonna be able to gather really, really soon. Uh, We got some awesome people with us today as we film. You guys give it up, come on. We just thought we'd invite uh, some of the next generation to join with us today as we just bring forth the Word of God. Um, But before I get into my message today, I wanted to encourage you, church, let's be praying a lot for one another this season. Hebrews 10, 25 says, come together even more as the day approaches. One of the the ways that we can come together is through praying for one another. Let's stay connected this season. Um, You know, last week, uh, Kayla and I actually, She's right here. Uh, we did an IGTV before uh, service, and we were talking about friendship. If you if you missed that service on friendship, Pastor Jake preached a bomb of a message on relationships and friendship. But her and I were just doing a little bit of a Q&A on friendship and some friendship tips. And she said something I'm never going to forget. And it actually, she didn't even know this at the time. It went so well with what Pastor Jake preached. But she said, be the reach out friend. Church, be the reach out friend be the reach out family member let's be the reach out church we are a city set on a hill that cannot be hidden amen let's just continue to reach out to one another in every way that the Lord calls us to so we're going to pray before we start this message today but God we thank you for your presence Lord we thank you for who you are God we thank you that you are moving in this season God we thank you that you are alive that you are powerful Lord we thank you for your word this season we thank you that we can stand strong upon your word Lord Jesus and upon your word we will not be shaken and we We will not be moved. Father, we pray for every person that's listening today, Lord Jesus, and upon the sound of my voice, Lord God, I thank you that life is coming into their home. I thank you that health is coming into their home. I thank you that healing is coming into their home. Father, I thank you that hope and joy is being restored into their life. God, I thank you that what the enemy intended for evil, Lord, that you're turning it around for good, Lord, that this is a turnaround season, not just for our church, but for people that are tuning in Lord Jesus you said that the path of the righteous is like the light of dawn and it shines brighter and brighter and brighter Lord God even though the world might try to get us to think that it things are becoming darker God we can see in your word that actually it's the opposite that things become brighter father so let the light of your word shine bright Lord Jesus as we feast upon your word this season more and more may that light grow and develop inside of us Lord Jesus and bringing light in a illumination to the world around you. God, our heart's cry is always let the people see you. And by seeing you, Lord, may they be transformed from one degree of glory to another. And we all said, come on, you guys, you can say amen. We want a group participation in here today. Okay, so I have got a message just to wrap up this series on relationships. I get now why Pastor Jake had a hard time saying that relationships. This uh, this series has been really, really, really good. It's been super timely in a season where we can have felt so disconnected, perhaps some of us feeling so alone, and it's just been tough. It's been awesome just to have week 
after week a timely message from the Holy Spirit. But I really have a message that's been stirring in my heart, actually just from the beginning of this week, and Pastor Jake and I were talking about, you know, where the gaps were in this message, and I really felt like I was supposed to speak a message to the next generation called Worth the Wait. So I want to start by sharing a story. And uh, um, you might find it, uh, well, it's cute. It is a cute story. And uh, uh, back in the day when we were really young, because we got married when we were 12 years old, we always tell everybody that, because they're like, oh, you guys look so young. We're like, yeah, we got married when we were 12 years old. Um, but Pastor Jake and I would love to write each other notes. He like he really loved writing um, one another notes. Um, he would just always just you know, public, not publicly, but on the notes, display his affection towards me very liberally. And I loved it, of course. I loved it. I loved it. And I was really hoping to dig up a note for today, but I just didn't have the time to get down into the crawl space. But um, on Valentine's Day, actually, I was reminded about of a mixtape that he gave me when I was, um, I thought I was 14, but he said we were 17. You know, time flies when you're having fun. But on this mixtape, he was telling me how much he loved me and and I hope that I have it somewhere. Um, but I remember that there was this song on it by Michael W. Smith. It had a very 80s and 90s vibe, but it was called Do You Dream of Me? And I want to read some of these lyrics. It said, dreams within the still of night on wings of hope take flight inside of me. Jake, this is awesome. There upon some distant shore, <laughs> we want for nothing more than what will be. It's so beautiful. 17-year-old love, and you and I, here we are, I wonder as we come so far, like we really came far, what it had been a year. <laughs> if I could only read your mind, tell me the answer I would find, do you dream of me? And when you're smiling in your sleep, beyond the promises we keep, do you dream of me? It says, love has found a magic space, a deep and hidden place where time stands still. Now I hold you in my arms. You know you hold my heart and always will. But I want to read the, the bridge where it says, and after all that we've been through, you've leaned on me, I've leaned on you. Do you dream of me? And when I read those lyrics on Valentine's Day, I was like, wow, this song actually has a greater meaning because we have, hey, Pastor Jake, he's over here, but we have been, like I'm sure you and your marriage or you and past relationships have been through a lot. And you know, we can say that we are standing here today by the grace and mercy of God because of who he is. Uh, back also in that time of our life, we, we had to memorize scripture in the Bible. Who went to Christian school? We went to Christian school and uh, we had to memorize not just a little bit of scripture, okay? You, maybe Kayla had to memorize scripture, but we had to memorize a lot of scripture. And at the time, we didn't really enjoy it. We didn't sometimes even understand what we were memorizing, but I'm telling you what, we're sure thankful now that we were um, taking that time to memorize the scripture. We didn't have a choice, but God's word was getting hidden in our heart at a young age. But something, you know, we were pretty flirty back and forth. Pastor Jake was very flirty um, back in the day. Um, but I remember we were memorizing 1 Corinthians 13, and it's funny because that passage actually comes up a lot at Hope City Church. and. You know, when he was giving me a hard time, I'd be like, love is patient. And then if I was giving him a hard time, he'd be like, love is kind. And we just kind of like go back and forth. Do you remember that, Jake? Oh, I remember. <laughs> and um, 
But you know, we were actually talking in the kitchen the other day. I said, isn't it interesting, actually, if you go back and look at a relationship at a very, very young age, and we were too young, by the way, too young, but you could just see the foundations of the Word of God being formed um, into our own lives, but into our relationship collectively. And um, I just want to finish this story by saying, you know, the other day, um, my Christmas present from Pastor Jake finally arrived, and he got me a Bible, and he didn't just get me any Bible, it was a, it's a Scottish I think that's how you pronounce a Schuyler Bible um, from England, and it just took forever. A lot of people's Christmas presents actually are still showing up, I've noticed, on Instagram. Someone just got their Christmas PJs the other day, <laughs> and it was so funny as I'm reading it. But my Bible came, and I was so excited about this Bible that he got just for me. Girls, Guys, you want to have a mate that invests into you spiritually. You want to be with someone in your future that builds into you spiritually. Not just someone that you're going to get along with, not just someone that you're going to have a good time with, not just someone that you could just live with, but someone that truly cares about you and will build into you spiritually. I'm grateful for a man like that, you know, and, and I'm not trying to marginalize anyone or make anyone feel left out by saying that. We have been through tough times. I don't have time to go into that story today, but we know we have been there. I've seen it even in my, in my peripheral family's life. We get it. We get it. But without that connection of Jesus in the joint, I know that we wouldn't be standing here today without the grace, the mercy of God, without the prayer of God. Jesus in that joint is why we are standing here today together. I want to say to you, young person today, that the one that God has for you that person that God has for you is worth the wait. And I also want to say this to you. You are worth the wait. You are worth the wait. You are worth it. God has a high calling for your life. He has such a significant calling for your life. And you're walking that out now. But don't play or mess around with your future. Don't play or mess around this season with fire. Don't waste some of the greatest foundational years of your life chasing things that don't belong to you, chasing people that God doesn't have for you. And we're going to get there a little bit more in a moment. But I promise you that if you will stay faithful, you will be fruitful. Did you hear that? If you will stay faithful to God, if you will stay connected to God, you will have a fruitful life. There's the pain of discipline, and there's the pain of regret. There's the pain of discipline, and there's the pain of regret. I want to share a scripture that the Lord uh, has showed me at such a young age, and I don't know about you young people, but when I was young and when I was your age, whenever I saw a scripture that had like youth in it or young or something, I was like, oh, that scripture's for me. You know, my dad, um, he has a shop, and I can remember when I was little, anything small was mine. The baby hammer was mine. The baby screwdriver was mine. And, you know, it's just kind of like that with the word of God. Anytime I saw youth or, or anything like that, I was like, oh, this scripture is for me. And if you have a Bible, open it up today. And I didn't want my Bible to fall off of here, so I'm just using notes. But trust me, I'm reading from the word of God. I'm going to be reading from the New King James today. And I want to read out of the scripture of Ecclesiastes 12. Just to give you some background on Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes was written by Solomon at the end of his years. It's kind of like what my older, older self would tell my younger self, just to make it simple for you. But he said this in verse 12. He said, remember your creator in the days of your youth. He said, remember your creator, God. 
who created you in the days of your youth, in your now, before the difficult days come. Nobody likes to talk about difficult days, and I'm not here to prophesy doom and gloom to anybody's life here, but difficult days do come. And all the moms and dads said, amen, they do come. But here he's saying, remember your creator in the days of your youth. I love this verse when I was young and I just grabbed hold on it and, and, and I memorized it, you know, and we're going to be talking about this a lot today. So I think you're probably going to have this memorized by the time that we're done. Remember your creator in the days of your youth. We got to find ourselves in the book, you guys, this season. You got to see yourself in the word of God so that when difficult times come, you have something to fasten yourself and hold on to. This season is for you to get to know your creator and for your creator to get to know you. Well, you could say, Jesus knows everything about me. He created me. No, it's a little bit different when you're just sitting there and spending time and you begin to share hearts back and forth. Allow him to get to know you this season. These are precious, precious years of your life that you are never going to get back. Spend this season growing in the Lord. Spend this season loving God with all your heart and realizing how much he loves you. Spend this season having your identity formed in Christ, not in a guy, not in a girl. Spend this season having your identity formed in Christ. Make yourself ready. It makes me think of Queen Esther. Well, before she was queen, really. You know, did I not come into the kingdom or, or you know, it was her, her uncle, Mordecai. Did you not come into the kingdom for such a time as this? Before she met the king, she was in a season of long preparation. Young people, you're in a season of preparation for your future. You have been called into the kingdom for such a time as this. There is so much significance in, in who you are. There's so much significance in your future. I pray that God would give you eyes to see and ears to hear what he's saying to you today. We got to remember our creator. I had a text um, sent to me. I had a text sent to me that sounded funny, but a friend of mine, and actually it's a social media friend. We actually haven't really met face to face. And she had messaged me. It was two or three weeks ago now, and I was getting ready uh, to go to bed. It was 930. And she said, Jenny, um, can you pray? And I wrote her back. I said, of course I'll pray. She said, well, I felt like I could reach out to you because you posted a story yesterday about your brother committing suicide. Um, for those of you who don't know, my oldest brother four years ago uh, killed himself. And sometimes when I'm sharing these social media posts, you know, I mostly like to be encouraging. Sometimes I'm like, should I be vulnerable? And you know what? I was really glad that I was vulnerable because it enabled her to feel like she could reach out to me. And she said, um, I witnessed one of my most, uh, or she said, I, I witnessed one of my hardest uh, days as a teacher. And she said, at the end of the day, the RCMP came in and told one of my 13-year-old students that his father had committed suicide. I was just shattered. I was shattered when she said that. I said, oh, friend, I'm praying right now. And we actually prayed at staff meeting the next day. And, and I haven't been able to let go of this because my heart is so drawn to you, next generation. Parents, my heart is so drawn to your children. I have not stopped praying. I wake up in the middle of the night thinking about this. 
I, I'm constantly bringing this before the Lord to pray for the next generation. Next generation, remember your creator in the days of your youth before the difficult days come. In the darkest nights, young person, remember your creator. In the deafening noise, remember your creator. In, an, in a season of intense pressure, remember your creator. In the seasons of chaos, noise, confusion, and turbulence, remember your creator. In a season of separation and distance, remember your creator. When comparison comes knocking at your door and you're trying to push it away, remember your creator. When the lies and rejection can come pouring in and it feels like too much, remember your creator. In a season where you're trying to figure out who you are and where you're going, remember you are not alone. You're not alone. Remember your creator. He is with you. He's not just for you, and he is. He's all around you. Like that song says, he's beside you. He's above you. He's below you. But he's with you. It's one thing to say that, you know, you know um, we tell our friends, hey, I'm for you. It's another thing to say that I'm with you. When God is with us, it's just like he's linked arms with us, and he's not letting go. Remember your creator. If we don't remember our creator in these days, uh, young people, we can get off course. Loneliness can begin to lead us astray. Separation can become chasms. Unworthiness in our own lives can begin to take its toll. Fear can begin to take root if it's left unchecked. Sadness and depression find a space and place where they don't want to leave. We can begin to get a hard heart when we don't remember our creator and uh, blockages and barriers begin to form. We fall into sin, right? We fall into sin when we're not remembering who our creator is. We can lose focus and clarity. The stresses and demands can become too much because it's, we're removing ourselves from the grace of God. Lies can be start to become truths, bringing strongholds. Things that didn't bother us so much can bother us more. When we're not spending that time with the Lord, we can become more reactive than responsive. Our expectation of people can become unrealistic and unfair, leading to disappointment. There's so many things. The other thing that can happen, this is one of the last things I want to say on this, is our bar for what we once desired can lower when we don't remember our creator. Because what we once desired was God, but now we're okay with good. And the problem with that is when we once desired was God and then good, what happens? It gets lower and lower and lower and lower. Remember your creator. But I want to get to the other side of that. How do we remember our creator? Well, we got to spend time with him, right? We got to spend time with Jesus each and every single day. I recommend the morning, but you do it, you know, however God leads you, because it's a foundation that your day can spring from. We pray, we read our Bibles. Another way that we can remember is by staying connected in the house of the Lord, staying connected to our tribe and to our community. It'll enable you to be accountable and grow forward with people of like-minded faith together. Young people, live your life in such a way that your fear is for the Lord. Live your life, Landel, in such a way that your fear is for the Lord. At the end of the chapter, it's in Ecclesiastes 12, 13, and 14, if you're still in your Bible. 
Solomon says this, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. I love how he speaks. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. It's so official. Fear God and keep his commandments. This is a word for you young people. Fear God and keep his commandments. He keeps it pretty simple, hey? He keeps it pretty simple, but it can be so hard when we buck up against what he's asking us to do. For this is man's all, for God will bring every work into judgment, including every secret thing, whether good or evil. We don't really want to hear that part, but I want to talk for a second about the fear of the Lord, because we don't talk a lot. Um, You know, we don't talk, I don't think we talk enough, actually, about the fear of the Lord, and I've been talking a lot about it lately, been thinking a lot about it lately. But the fear of the Lord says this, you guys, whatever you want me to do, God, I'm going to do it. I just want to break this down and make it simple for you. The fear of the Lord would say, whatever you want, God, I'm going to do it. I'm going to live for you. You're my audience of one. The fear of the Lord would say, Jesus, before everything, I will not budge and I will not bow. The one who fears the Lord says, Jesus, I believe in you and my life and everything fully belongs to you. The fear of the Lord would also say, unless you go, Jesus, I'm, or unless you go, or unless you go with me, Jesus, I'm not going and I'm not touching it because it's not mine. Don't touch what God hasn't given you. Don't receive it. If God hasn't placed it in your hand, if God hasn't placed that thing in your life, if God hasn't placed that person in your life, if you don't have peace in your heart, don't touch it, young person. Don't touch it. Run the other way. That's the spirit, or that's the conviction of the Holy Spirit and the fear of the Lord coming upon you to protect you, to help you, to keep you moving forward in what God's called you to do. Remember your creator. Listen to that voice. I want to get to the good news of this. So the fear of the Lord, we just talked about what the fear of the Lord is, but you know what it's going to do, you guys? It's going to bring you into alignment with God. This is the good news, and we all want this, but sometimes we can make it so hard because, like I said, sometimes it can just be too hard to obey God, but it's not. It gets easier when we see the fruit of obeying the one who created us. The fear of the Lord brings us into alignment with God. It'll attract the right things into your life. We want that, right? It'll attract the right people into your life. We want that, right? Yeah? Yeah? Okay. Quiet crowd. Uh, (laughs) It'll bring the right one into your life. And all the girls smiled. It'll bring the right one into your life. It'll open the right doors for you. It'll bring favor into your life. It'll bring you into the right time with the right people. You say, Pastor Jenny, the fear of the Lord will do that. Absolutely. It'll bring greater clarity in your life. You're, gonna, you're not going to have confusion in your life when you're, when you're following and doing what the Lord said. It'll give you eyes to see. Um, It'll give you eyes to see how God sees you. It'll keep you in the timing and plan of God. It'll open the right doors for you. God, this, or guys, this is amazing. Who wouldn't want to fear the Lord after hearing all of this? It'll keep you on the path that God has for your life. It's a place of total fulfillment. We long, every generation, we long for total fulfillment in our life. The fear of the Lord is a place of peace. It'll take you from what is good to what is God. Who wants what's God? I don't want that bar low in my life. I want that bar high. I want it super high. I want like God just to set the bar that high that it cannot move down because he is holding it up and I'm following him.
I wonder how many times that we've settled in our lives because we got tired of waiting. We got tired of doing the right thing. We got tired of trusting. We got tired of believing. So instead of waiting for God's best and fearing him, we took matters into our own hands and ended up receiving the fruit of our best. There's no comparison between what my best is and what God's best is. The person God has for you, listen to me, the person that God has for you, the things that God has for your life is worth the wait. I promise. Don't buy into the lies. Don't buy into the stuff from the enemy when he comes knocking at your door. The fear of the Lord will bring every aspect of heaven down into your life. So I want to ask a few questions here. Are we on God's timing or are we on ours? Do we desire God's best or do we, or do we want our best? Do we want his way or do we want our way? Because I think sometimes we can live our way but wanting his way. We live our way but we want to reap the fruit of his way. Are we just singing about this stuff or are we truly living it? Are we just singing about it? Are we just talking about this? Are we truly, truly committed to living this? God is calling forth a generation that will fear him. And sadly, that's not popular to even, to even hear about this anymore. God is calling forth you, a generation, all of us, that will fear him, that will say no to anything that exalts itself against the word, that will say no to anything that exalts itself against the name of Jesus, because they're a generation that's committed to standing upon the truth of the word of God. Romans 8.25 says, but if we hope for that which we do not see, we do with patience wait for it. But if we hope for that which we do not see, we do with patience wait for, her, for it. You know, and you've heard me give this definition of patience before. Patience is our attitude while waiting. I love that definition. Patience is our attitude while waiting. What God has for you is worth the wait. Who God has for you? is worth the wait. Wait on God. This is for all of us, you guys. Wait on God. Remember your creator. Remember the one that crafted you. Remember the one that formed you. Remember the one that loves you more than anyone and anything. And let your fear be for him. You know, the enemy is super sneaky, super, super sneaky about getting you out of God's plan for your life. John 10, 10 says the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And we know the rest of it. But God or Jesus came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. That word steal actually just isn't the word steal in the word Greek. It's, a, it's kleptos, where we get the word kleptomaniac. The enemy is clever and crafty and cunning, cunning. He'll try to steal things away from us when we're not even aware of it. And he knows how to just get us a little off course so we don't see that it's bad. But he knows how to do that. We have to fear the Lord so that he can't sneak up and do stuff like that. So be careful this season that your own loneliness is not driving you out of the fear of the Lord. I felt really strongly about this point, actually, because I know it's been a real lonely season. Be careful, young person, this season that your own loneliness is not driving you out of the fear of the Lord because you're allowing the state of how you are feeling to override your state of being a child of God. Did you get that? I'm going to say that again. Be careful this season that your own loneliness is not driving you out of the fear of the Lord 
because you're allowing the state of how you're feeling to override your state of being a child of God. When did we think that, when did, when did waiting become bad? I was thinking about that today. When did waiting become bad? If you look at the word of God, actually waiting is a good thing. I was sharing this scripture with a friend last week and uh, he just went through a breakup and I sent him the scripture. I said, I don't know if you want to hear this, but this scripture has helped me through a lot of seasons and it's Lamentations 3.26. It says, it's good that one should hope and wait quietly. Say, it's good. Good. Say it's good. good. It's really good that one should hope and wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. It's a good thing to have to wait. It's a good thing to have to rest upon the promises of God. It's a good, good thing to have to trust in God because we are becoming more like him in those seasons. And his fear actually, the fear of the Lord begins to grow and multiply in our lives because we begin to see the fruit of our surrender to him. It's good. I don't feel bad for anybody when they have to wait upon the Lord. 2020 actually was a season like that for me. I remember driving home with Pastor Jake from the office one day, and he said, how are you doing? And I said, well, actually, I was looking at this field. I said, it's like I can see myself as a little girl in, the, in that field, just praying and waiting all by myself, waiting to see what my father will give me. He's beautiful. You're beautiful. And he only wants the best for you. Okay, I want to go to another scripture now. It's out of Luke 10, verse 27 and verse 28. And we know this passage. It's Jesus speaking. But he said, and he, and he answered and said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your might, and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, you've answered rightly. Do this, and you will live. This is the most important thing, you guys. Love the Lord with all your heart. What does all mean? All. What does all mean? Can you hold anything back in the all? No. Are we supposed to hold anything back in the all? No. We're supposed to love God with everything. This is the greatest thing to do. And at the end here, he said, do this and you will live. If we would love God with everything, with total abandonment, if we wouldn't live life our own way, but live it God's way, it says, do this and you will live. Again, who doesn't want that? I want that. I want that. There's a price to pay for that, but I want that. And I'm willing to pay the price. That word live is from the Greek word zoe. And my translation of zoe is I am fully alive. In that word live, we become, or in that, in loving God with all of our heart, we come, we receive the, the promise of Zoe life where we become fully alive. We want to be fully alive, don't we? We long for that. We long for the life. We long for the joy. We, we long to be awake. We long to be alert. We long to be with it. We long to be happy. When we love God with our everything, we become fully alive. Can we, can we love them? Can we love all halfway? Uh-uh. We are all in. What does loving God look like? Well, I think it includes obeying his word. You guys think? Yes. Yeah. Loving God includes doing what he tells us to do. Loving God looks like serving. Do we want to just obey a few verses in the Bible or do we want to obey the whole truth? 
the whole truth, you guys, and nothing but the truth. I want to obey the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Get caught up with Jesus this season. Get up, get caught up with who you are in him this season. Ecclesiastes 12, remember your creator in the days of your youth before the difficult days come. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is man's all. For God will bring every work into judgment, including every secret thing, whether good or evil. God has someone specific for you. God has specific things for you, for your life. It's worth the wait. Get to know Jesus this season. Allow him to get to know you. Stay consistent about your relationship with Jesus Christ. Stay surrendered to him in this season. You know, it, it, though at times lonely, you are not alone. Don't allow this waiting season in your life to be a wasted season. You're never going to get these years of your life back. Use this as a season to become prepared for the glory of God, to prepare, for, prepare yourself for your future. Allow yourself to be hidden with Christ so that the person who finds you has to be hidden in Christ to find you. Come on. I know these aren't easy things to hear. They're not always easy things to live, but you can do this. You can do this. God's calling forth a generation. The Bible says that many are called, but few are chosen. Do you know why few are chosen? Because it was too hard. It was too hard. They couldn't pay the price. They couldn't sacrifice. They couldn't surrender. It was just too hard because there's the pain of discipline and there's the pain of regret. But God's saying, if you choose me, if you love me, you will live. I created you. I fashioned you. I'm calling you for such a time as this. Young person, remember your creator in the days of your youth before the difficult days come so that you become stronger and stronger and stronger in him and who you are in him. So Father, we love you. God, we thank you for your presence. God, we thank you for this season. Lord, we thank you that you are the God that is, is moving in our hearts and our lives this season. So, Father, we stand in your presence today completely and totally surrendered. Holy Spirit, we sense the tugging of you on our heart. We, 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 we hear you calling us right now to come into that place even more into the fear of the Lord. God, I thank you that you're giving a generation eyes to see. I thank you you're giving this generation ears to hear. Lord, I thank you that you're giving them a heart to obey you, Lord, that all they would fear is the fear of the Lord. God, I thank you that you are calling forth an army, the nameless, the faceless ones, Lord Jesus, that will do, that just want to surrender and bow at your feet that says, I have decided decided to follow Jesus. If Jesus is not going, I'm not going either. God, I thank you that you're calling forth a generation of conviction. You're calling forth a generation that knows your word. You're calling forth a generation that will declare your word and will stand strong on the mountain of your word and will not be shaken. A generation that will not be ashamed. A generation that will proclaim that Jesus is the only way to heaven, that Jesus is the only truth, that Jesus is the only path that leads to life. God. I thank you that you're impassioning a generation. 
that you're speaking to a generation, even today in this holy moment, you're speaking to a generation to rise up and take their place. So rise up, generation. Rise up, young person. Rise up, sons and daughters, and take your place. Holy Spirit, I thank you that your power is falling upon a generation to be empowered to do the works that Jesus has called them to do. God, may we move in this hour as a church, not by might, not by power, but by your Holy Spirit. God, I thank you that we, as your people, are a city set on a hill that cannot be hidden. God, God, I thank you that you are fanning to flame by the power of your Holy Spirit, that light. Lord Jesus, it gets brighter and brighter and brighter for all the world to see. God, let the people know your truth. And by knowing your truth, Lord, let there be freedom. I thank you that these are days of freedom, Father, that these are days of hope abounding, that these are days of healing, that these are days of miracles, that these are days of your kingdom come. God, may we grab hold of it this season, Lord, and may we run with the mission of God to see the world come to know you. We praise you, Lord. We thank you for today. We love you. And in this moment, we surrender and we bow. God, have your way. Thanks so much for joining us today. We hope you are drawn closer to Jesus and that his spirit, his love, and his life are filling you right now. If you'd like more info about who we are and what we're doing at Hope City, head over to hopecitychurch.ca to find out more. And if you liked what you heard, head over to iTunes and rate the podcast to spread the word so others can hear too. And oh, one more thing before we go. We just want to remind you that you were made for hope.